Welcome back, back, back to Young Money Mindset, hosted by Luke Caricchia and Robbie Holdcross. From, from, from the ground up, where we talk about mindset, real estate, the hustle, and everything to help you achieve your dreams. All right, Robbie, kick us off today. What are we going to discuss? I know you've been uh, kind of both of us been thinking about a lot of stuff here recently these last couple of weeks. So kick yeah. us off. I mean, one of the big things that's been on my mind um, today has been embracing the chaos of sales. Um, so I find, you know, today's just been a crazy day for me. I mean, my phone's been ringing off the hook. I've got clients. I've got deadlines. I've got a lot of stuff going on right now. And it's, I mean, in the, in the morning, I wrote out a list of everything I had to do today. And I was like, damn, how am I going to finish all this? Um, I ended up getting through it. And as I was finishing up like that sigh of relief, I was like, geez, I like, I finally did it. Um, but I was like, just beyond grateful to have such a chaotic day. Cause it, it just felt so good to get through that. And I feel like when my days aren't like that, they don't feel as fulfilled as today did. Um, so I think especially in an industry like ours, I feel like chaos is, you know, what breeds greatness. Um, and I think whether in that storm and getting through that is kind of what, you know, toughens you up and kind of teaches you what a successful day in sales looks like. Um, so that was kind of my big takeaway just from today was that I kind of want every day to look like that for me. You know, the, the more chaotic it can be, the more my phone's ringing, the more money I'm making, the more connections I'm making, the more I'm building those relationships. And it was just a killer day for me. And I'm just, it, you know, going forward, I'm just going to try to keep every day as chaotic as possible for me. You know, it's yeah. an organized chaos, but that's what I look for in my days. That's what I love. Yeah, and that's there's I think there's a lot of lot of stuff to be said about that. And and one thing I was thinking of is like how to balance the drive and the gratitude, right? One thing, you know, just from listening to Robbie, it's like he's grateful for those chaotic days where a lot of people or some people might just be a little too overwhelmed by that or it's real easy to kind of get in your head, you know, when you got a lot of different stuff kind of pulling at you and you're kind of under pressure, right, to hit these deadlines and there's a lot of money on the line and I mean, there's a lot of money to be made on the line too. So you don't want to mess something up, you know, I mean, that's going to affect your life. It's going to affect your family's life. Um, so how, how would you say you balance, you know, the drive and the gratitude? Yeah, I mean, the, I've really lately, you know, my time off, I know we've talked about this a couple of times is how do you how do you turn it off? And I feel like lately I've been really good about like when I'm out of the office and my phone's not ringing, I've been enjoying myself. You know, I've been going out to eat. I've been doing the things I love to do and not worrying about it when I don't need to worry about it. You know, when the phone rings, game on, answer the phone. We can handle it right then and there. But when I hang up that phone, I'm back to my normal self and I can relax and hang out. Um, and, you know, having gratitude, I mean, it's just, like I said, I'm just the sigh of relief from being done with today. I think that's it makes it well worth it. It makes everything. Itself. Yeah, it yeah. makes every it makes the day the crazy day you had today worth it. Right. Yeah. Because you're like, man, look at all I've achieved yeah. just today and everything I've done, you know, throughout the day and kind of embracing that feeling, right, and kind of carrying that into your, your next few days. And because days. of that, I'm going to be able to relax much easier now. Oh, yeah. You know? And that's sometimes, like, that's the best feeling. I, I or Personally, for me, like, I love those days where you feel like you're so productive. It was probably really chaotic or really stressful day, but you push through it. And on the other side of that is just relief and, and a lot of fulfillment. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's really nothing else to, to be said about that. Um, what do you think? I know kind of what's on ever, a lot of people's mind right now is, um, you know, what this market's going to look like, right? You know, I mean, the Fed 
two days ago, what was it, May 4th, actually did one of the biggest rate increases on the prime rate. They did a 50 basis point increase, which is about half a percent. Um, that's the largest increase in the last 20 years. Yeah. So what do you what do you kind of see, you know, in terms of the um, real estate market moving forward, equity market, stocks, bonds, crypto, that kind of stuff, and kind of how we can start positioning ourselves um, for this either turn or just a slowdown in the market? Yeah, so I think, you know, if you look at, you know, things historically, I think we can almost guarantee that there's, there's going to be a turn here coming up. Um, I know we had a team meeting and our, our team lead had mentioned the last two times this had happened, I believe it was 1988 and then 2006, uh, when we had this high of volumes of transactions, when the market did turn, home prices dropped by 20%. So we know, you know the market works in cycles. It's typically a 12-year cycle. We're way overdue. And I think, obviously, COVID had a lot to do with that. Um, but it, you know because we're this overdue, does that mean that the turn is going to be that much harder? Or is it going to be soft and it's just going to kind of level out, you know? Um, you know, I think definitely something has to give. I mean, we've already seen those indicators start to happen. Um, obviously, with interest rates hiking up, you know, we were thinking by 2023, you know, we'd be up towards that 6 7%. But it sounds like, you know, the way the Fed's moving right now, it sounds like it's going to happen a heck of a lot sooner than originally anticipated. Yeah, and one, one thing I've been keeping a really close eye out on is because, you know, they have the Fed prime rate and then they also have what's called the 10-year treasury note. The 10-year treasury note actually just hit a 3% yield. And from the reading I've been doing on it, every time it hits that 3% yield, it's it, it's not, I guess, not every single time, but the way it is right now, from my understanding of, of the bond market, which is very complex and Definitely. very difficult yeah. to wrap your mind around, bro. <laughs> I've been struggling. Like, yeah. I've been sitting in my place like... What does this even mean? How do they like, do it? Yeah, how like they, what? How do they balance yeah, this? like <laughs> what are they doing? Like what are they talking about? So I've been reading a ton up on it, and what, from my understanding, what I've read is is if this inverts, which I, I believe it might have already inverted, or it's kind of going towards that route, is it means that the short term interest rate on bonds is actually higher than long term interest rate on bonds. And the reason that is is because everyone's afraid of inflation, right? right. So you don't want to lock in a bond at five percent. For ten years of inflation, like we just got the last reading, is it. yeah, is that yeah. eight eight point five inflation as of today, um, March six or May sixth, Friday, is at eight point five percent, and we get our next inflation reading May eleventh. Okay. So we're gonna have the new updated numbers May eleventh. But I'm just curious to see you know how this plays out. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, we did see GDP, the gross domestic products here in, in air, or in the United States actually uh, flatten out as well, uh, meaning consumer households are, are still spending money, but just not as much. Yeah. And uh, I'm just really curious to see how it goes. I think everyone right now, my, my personal view on it is I'm trying to dial back spending on every single thing I can right now and really get into a position where I have, you know, just kind of cash heavy and still have these investments, but also be in a position to take advantage of opportunities in the future. Yeah. And in kind of playing off of that, it seems like most of America really isn't doing what you just said. And that's why I feel that the Fed, you know, instead of doing a quarter percent increases, they're doing halves now because, you know, 
it's it's they're trying to scare like people yeah they're like no we need to slow it down we need to slow it down so they're they keep moving up those deadlines and they're moving up those, those yeah. bumps by quite a bit and i saw the fomc meeting that when the fed actually met they do they always live stream it too so if you guys are interested in this kind of thing watch these live streams because it's the chairman um jerome powell he gets up and basically you know answers does like a q a answers questions and a reporter actually asked him a really good question and that was pretty interesting to me he said, you know, because there was fears of a of a 75-point basis hike, which is 0.75%. But they basically said that's out of the question. Like, we're not going to raise interest rates that quickly, you know, on 75 or 75 um, basis point hike. But he did say that, you know, we could see multiple 50 basis point hikes. So the Fed meets again in six weeks. So we might literally be reliving this in six weeks. I'm sure we'll see another one. From yeah. now and who knows what this this 10-year treasury goes to and who knows what mortgages go to, mortgage, you know, mortgage rates go to. Right. So I think anyone out there, I, I, I still think it's always a good time to buy depending on your situation if you are you know, renting right now, I think if you can lock in um, a rate and you could always refi it if we do see a dip in interest rates in the future, I have a feeling, you know, a pretty strong feeling that we are going to see them continuously increase. So if you can lock in that rate, I don't think it's a bad idea to do so and then potentially just refi it in the future if we do see rates go down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, what is, so, you know, back to the, the kind of the stock side and the investment side, I know we spoke about Zillow on the podcast at yeah, one point that we did <laughs> and when zillow quit their i buying program um we we kind of mentioned some things about the stock so i just wanted to update you guys on that today uh as of may 6th we did see an additional 4.3 percent decline in zillow just today over the last five days we've seen or over the last month we've seen a 20% decline in Zillow stock. Yeah, I, uh, I think our predictions are going to be a little off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so, bro. Like we're at 37.37 right now today for Zillow stock. So you can own a share of Zillow for $37. Not bad, maybe pick some up. I know, yeah. I've been thinking about it too. I'm like, man, that doesn't sound like such a such a bad deal, but who knows to to see, you know, where that goes in the future. One thing I've been thinking about that I wanted to get some thoughts from you, Robbie, on is this quote that I heard by Todd Fleming. He said, the ability to stop and examine a situation from different perspectives is essential in business problem solving. So what are your key takeaways from that? What do you see yourself, you know, being able to do that? Why do you think that kind of helps you out in your, your business life? Yeah, I think that's huge, especially if you're in an industry like ours in real estate where you're dealing with people all day, you know, because typically you represent one side of a transaction, but you have to be able to place yourself you know, in the shoes of the person on the other side of that transaction, you know, and we've talked about it before, you know, we're always working for win-win situations. So the more you can do that and the more you can empathize with people's situations, uh, the more likely you are to come up with a result that's a win-win all around, you know. So if you're working on the buy side of something, you know, it, you have to have that conversation with the cross agent, really get to know that seller, find out what their needs are. Because a lot of the times, you know, agents come in and they're just thinking just price, just price, 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 you know. Um, I know I was talking to you earlier about this, this and it flip could be opportunity. A, yeah, it could yeah. be a, several different factors on that. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Well, I know I was talking to you earlier about this flip opportunity that I have in Las Vegas, and I know there's other offers on the table that are higher than mine, but I was able to get into the seller's shoes, find out what they really needed, and I put up way different things in my offer besides just the list price, 
And I think I'm going to end up winning it here because of those things, because I was able to get that insight and have that conversation with that cross agent. And, and, and you're truly solving, you're truly solving a problem, right? right. You're, you're truly figuring out, you're identifying, you're putting yourselves in their shoes. You're identifying the problem. Most people, you know, you have to think most people aren't going to come out and say, Hey, look, this is my problem. This is what I need help with. Yeah. You know, there, there kind of takes a little bit of an investigative mind, right? To really kind of get into the weeds and kind of dice, you know, kind of, you know, really figure out like, okay, what are they telling me? Wh- what does that mean? And how can I solve that problem? And I, yeah. I think that's one thing you do really well, Robbie, is figuring out, you know, where you can provide solutions and, and put inserting yourself into that person's mind and, and kind of reverse engineering it yeah. from there. Because at the end of the day, the reason they're going to take my offers because I'm, it's the biggest win for them. Um, and another quote I heard a while back, I don't know who it's by, but it kind of reminds me of the one that you just said. It's if you help enough people get what they want, you can have whatever you want. I love so. that. I love I love that quote, man, because it's so true. It's like that's the only way in, in my mind that I see, you know, these win-win situations that we always talk about actually work out is if you truly are doing win-win situations and you do that enough times, the sky's the limit. Yeah. I, I mean, it really is, it, you know, and then that's so scalables, right? Because then you can start solving bigger and bigger problems, more and more problems as you get better. And then you're able to kind of teach other people how to do that Absolutely. and start scaling that way as well by, yeah. you know, teaching a team on how to do that. And that's kind of one thing me and Robbie, you know, wanted to kind of speak with you guys about today and, and fill you guys in and bring you guys up to speed is, you know, we are kind of opening up a, another uh, wing of our of our business and kind of another opportunity that's presented itself. And uh, me and Robbie are actually going in on a, on a wholesale company and, um, you know, our team lead, Ben, and, and one of our other team members, Kyle, is going to be in on it with us as well. So I, I think having the, you know, these four minds together, us four in on this business opportunity, I mean, I think a lot of problems are going to be solved. I, I really yeah. do. I mean, what are your thoughts? I know, you know, we, we talked about it. Uh, we've been actually talking about it for quite some time, but what, what do you think about the kind of the wholesale side versus the traditional real estate side? Cause we might have people listening to the podcast that are interested about real estate. Maybe they don't necessarily want to be an agent or maybe they want to be more on the investment side. So kind of fill yeah. us in on what it looks like. Well, I think as far as, like you said, as far as the team that we've got together, I think we're going to be able to solve any problems. I'm super thrilled to have, you know, these four minds together. And I think it's, you know, it's super scalable and the sky's the limit with what we can do with this. Um, but the wholesale side of it, I mean, we're, we're obviously brand new to it. You know, we're just getting started with it. So we've got a heck of a lot to learn and we're just kind of doing it as we go. You know, we're, we're, we're not taking the time to go learn it and then do it. We're jumping right in and learning as we do it. Um, so, I mean, wholesale is a pretty cool, cool deal because you don't necessarily need to be licensed to do it either. Um, it helps with us because we can build agent relations and we have different avenues to gain that business. Um, but the wholesale side of it is super cool because if you know people or if you have access to off-market properties and things like that that you know are worth more than ne- than the person holding the properties necessarily willing to give it away for, you know, there's, there's margins for profit in there. So maybe you don't have the money to flip the property, but you know, somebody that does, you know, you can relay that, that contract or that, that opportunity to somebody else. And you basically just middleman it, you know, so you're just collecting profit as a middleman, which realistically, that's how 
most businesses in America make money. You're a middleman. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're, well, you're a middleman, but you're also, it goes back to that problem solving because, you know, maybe, you know, maybe a hundred thousand is what a a property owner is able to get for their property because they don't have an entire network of investors. You know, maybe they're talking to 10 people, 15, 20 people, you know, where we have networks and, and teams of people that are able to assist us and really kind of dive into the weeds and really extract the value out of the property. So I think there's a lot to be said about the the wholesale side along with the investment side. And I think everything kind of integrates back into, you know, being the best version of yourself, but also really helping more people in the future. You know, you're able to help people on the retail side. Now you also have another, you know, kind of hat you can wear, you know, and you can actually go into these properties and provide solutions to people that maybe as a traditional agent, you wouldn't be able to do. Exactly. And, and like you said, you're problem solving. And in most of these situations, when you are finding a wholesale deal, typically you're bailing somebody out of a situation, you know, so we're able to give them full price cash offers for properties. So maybe they're on pre-foreclosure, which I know we haven't seen a lot of in the last couple of years, which I think we're going to start seeing a lot of probably within the next few months. I'm thinking we'll see a lot more. Um, and we have the opportunity to help them out and at the same time get a win for us as well. So it's a win-win on, on both ends of that deal. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And and that's, you know, honestly, the way, you know, the way the, the business world works in my mind, you know, is win-win opportunities. Kind of switching gears here, one thing I've been thinking a lot about, and uh, actually I heard it yesterday from, um, this was from a pro running back on the NFL. I'm drawing a blank on his name. You might know his name. He's the running back for the San Diego Chargers. Currently? Yeah. Uh, not I, I, forgot, I forgot his name, but he was on a podcast and he said a really good thing that really kind of stuck with me. And he said, um, he, you know, he said, basically this is the quote. He said, take the stairs in life. You face more adversity and it makes you more well-rounded, not the elevator straight to the top. Taking the stairs in life gives you work ethic, passion to push yourself and sets you apart from everyone. So yeah, I, I believe it is this guy. Yeah, Austin Eckler. Yeah, that, that's who yeah. it is. Austin I know you said San Diego too. It's LA. Oh, is it? Oh yeah, it is LA. Shoot, yeah, it is LA. Yeah. Um, but you know, his story actually really stuck with me. He was undrafted, went to a D2 school. Um, out of high school, didn't get drafted out of college, walked on to the to the Chargers, yeah. um, was sixth string on the depth chart yeah. for a running back, wow. basically only played special teams, practiced special teams on the practice field, wow. given second string guys reps, and literally climbed his way all the way up to a, a starting position. Um, and now he's, you know, a starter for him. Yeah. So that's, that's where I got that quote from. And, and that's what he said. He said, take the stairs in life, not the elevator straight to the top. Yeah. And I, I think that really stuck with me and, and really kind of is all about what we talk about, you know, from the ground up, right. Yeah. Is our slogan. So, exactly. you know, I think mindset has a lot to do with that. I don't think someone that didn't have as such a strong mindset as he did would have been able to stick with it, right? Yeah. You're a D2 athlete. You don't get drafted out of college. You don't have any scouts, you know, professional scouts looking at you. And to have that mindset to stick with it and see it out, regardless of results, you know, where he's like, regardless of results, I just wanted to see this through. Yeah. And look where it took him. Well, so Another guy to, that's very similar to that, as I'm sure you guys know, is Cooper Cup. You know, he wasn't drafted. He? I don't know his whole story, but I know he wasn't drafted. He wasn't ranked or anything out of, um, out of high school. He had... Uh, I don't know where he actually ended up going, but, you know, Super Bowl MVP, and he's actually got a really cool story as well if you guys want to look into it. Um, but, I mean, look at where he came from having nothing, you know, and you see 
what a better player he is, what a better man he is because he took the stairs, not the elevator. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I think it just makes you so much more well-rounded. I think it makes you a lot more humble when you do get there. You know, that guy, Austin Eckler, just signed a $24 million contract, <laughs> and he drives, like, a Chrysler 300. Humble. And, yeah. like, he's on this podcast just, like, being so real and authentic, and I, I really hope this relays in our, our podcast as well with you guys. Um, I think that's really the, the, the feel I'm trying to go for is just laying it all out there on the line. Um, you know, we don't have everything figured out. We're still learning stuff. Every you guys are seeing it from the beginning. You know, we, we said that on the first episode, you know, we're nothing yet, but we're yeah. damn sure going to make something <laughs> yeah. of it. We're, we're working. We're working. We're taking, we're taking One step steps. step at a time. We're, yeah. we're, we're slowly climbing up the stairs. So uh, hopefully this brought value to you guys today. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning into the podcast. If you can leave us a review, uh, really help out the podcast, reach some more people. And um, if you guys have any questions, DM us. You know, we, we are always looking for content. We link our socials below as well if you guys have anything for us, if you have any topics you'd like us to talk about. Um, we know we've got a couple consistent listeners out there, so we really appreciate you yeah, guys. Yeah, we really do. We love that you guys uh, listen in, and we appreciate any feedback you got for us. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again, and uh, take care. Have a great rest of your day. Catch you next time. <laughs>